Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manop Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Dubuque, with my other co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? I'm good. How yeah, are you? I'm great. Good. Spectacular today. Beautiful day. Yeah, beautiful day. Well, you had your trip, I had my trip, so now we're towards the end of the summer. We're, yeah, we're mid-August we already. So now what's going on? We've already covered all of our topics all the, the summer. All the things have happened. Yeah. I'm we've done metal shows, we've done trips, we've done baseball. Granted, my trip was around baseball, so. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. I got to do a trip to the UP while playing baseball in the UP, so that's what Fun. I do. Yeah. I love the UP. I know, we've had this, we've discussed, dis- we've this. discussed this many I can times. never remember what we talk about on the episode <laughs> or like before slash after the episode, because uh, if you've recorded with us, you know there's a lot of chit-chatting happening before we start recording and also after we stop recording, because 30 minutes isn't long enough for us, apparently. That's very true, yes. No, yeah, so I don't... Sometimes I forget. I know, now that it starts in the summer, I'm just... Well, my son will be starting kindergarten. That's No way! That's the big shtick. That's the oh big one. Oh, my god! I know, he's pumped. Oh, I bet. He's oh, my gosh, he it. can't wait. This is like the final couple of weeks of uh, daycare, which he's totally over. Yeah. He's, he did summer school, and uh, so it was, you know, half days. So it was in the morning, he'd drop him off for the bus, and then he gets dropped off at his daycare at midway through the day. And whenever he's like, he'll like ask me in the morning, he's like, dad, going to school tomorrow? I'm like, yep. He goes, then daycare. I'm like, you have to go to daycare still. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, I know. Because like all of his friends have changed now. Like there's literally one girl and him who they share the same birthday, which is coincidental. Oh, um, that's cute. They're like the only two left. Mm-hmm. All the other like kids that are the five-year-olds. Uh, like, because again, they're five. It's like in the summer have changed or left or so like they're it. There's other five-year-olds there, but they're all new or newer. Um, like, but that whole like starting crew that he started with like three years ago is all gone, but them too. Well, I'm sure I have no idea. I'm just speculating, but I would assume that if you're planning to move somewhere new, you would want to do it before your kid starts kindergarten. Yeah, like, probably. I would imagine that that's pro- that's age like range the... is probably common for people who want to move. Yeah, yeah, that whole between like four K kindergarten. Periods, I think, really different for a lot of people, and some people just don't need the daycare. Comes leading up for them a couple months, and then you know, like, you don't need it anymore once you your kids full time in school. So yeah, so that's wow. the that's the big Holy thing. Cow. I know. I bet he's gonna love it. Oh Mr. god, social butterfly. That he one. is. My son is just insane. I mean, <laughs> he is so social. It's like we. Oh man, weird. Was, I he, wonder where he. Yeah, I know. He, he was at the zoo not long ago, and like, so we first walk in, and he sees the like the apes and like you know there's people everywhere and he immediately turns like the six-year-old girl like 10 feet away hey do you do you see him in there he's like pointing at him he's like hey he's like did you see him he's like he like runs over to her i'm like oh this is about right like this is all he wants to do is talk to all the other kids that's all he wants to do and he doesn't care at all it's that's it like, he lives for that he like he like if you tell him you're going somewhere he's like is there other kids there and I'm like, I'm like dude, like just pull it back. We just gotta go to this place. And like, oh yeah, if he like in the store, like we were at the dollar store not long ago, and there was like a kid that was probably like, three, so a lot younger than him, like just like kind of wandering around the toys. And Pax like walks up and goes, "I'm getting this toy." It's like you should get this toy. You'll love it. And like, and the eventually the kid ended up picking it. It was like one of the toys he picked, and the parents are just laughing. And, Paxton like walked around like like four aisles with this kid and just wouldn't stop talking to him about the toys that they're now sharing. Oh my god! I was like, you gotta stop! Like you gotta stop, man. 
But yeah, that's all he cares about. He just wants to talk to other kids. Because yeah. his sister can't talk to him yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't talk back yet, so she, he's less interested in that mm-hmm. conversation. But yeah. Yeah. She can't do anything yet. She can Yeah. She's all right. He's into her, but yeah. yeah doesn't get oh, the yeah, full social. So yeah. How that's my she? big thing. Um, Year and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. So that's where we're at. This is wow, where my mid-August crazy. is turned into in like two weeks. Holy cow. I know. That's pretty crazy. Wow. I know. Job. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I, pre- <laughs> I know with all your kid experience, you have so much to say. Uh, my mom ran an in-home daycare for my whole life, so I do have Oof. a lot of kid experience, and I feel like that is the reason that I do not yeah, want kids, I, I can understand that. Then. So if my mom I don't is know listening daycare... to this and is mad that she's not getting grandchildren. Where'd I get that idea? It's all from? her fault. Yeah. Yeah. I'd well, be around babies my I entire life. I don't know how a human being could be a daycare worker or run one. That sounds like the worst thing ever. I think that consistently when I picked yeah. up Paxton. There was like three to five kids at our house all the time. No, doesn't sound interesting. No. Doesn't sound, it's so much less Especially interesting. Especially once I was a teenager and I was like, mom. Yeah, get them out of here. What are you doing to us? <laughs> That also meant she was always home. So I think that's why I was not a troublemaker when I was a teenager because my mom was always, always home. home. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you If do? school calls, she's there to answer. That's true. <laughs> I don't get the luxury of the voicemail. That's true. I just had her at home all the time, which was actually very nice huh. most of the time. Cool. But yeah. Well, who are we talking about today? I don't know. We are okay. with our guest, <laughs> Sarah Freeman. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. The owner of Hive and Hollow. A very awesome business in Menominee yeah. that everyone and Eau Claire. Yeah, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. Claire. Now I saw that. How's that going? It's going well. We're um, we're kind of breaking into the being known as a flower shop. That's been a little bit slower mm-hmm. just because there are so many flower shops in Eau Claire already. And yeah, we're we're in the former Reds Mercantile space, which has always been known as a gift space for right. for like the last decade. So. People still come, not even knowing that we're there, and so people are finding out about us that way. And then we did some fun community events this spring. We had a big spring market that was wildly successful and really, really fun. It was a gorgeous day, so that was nice. We're looking forward to doing that every year. Um, That happens in May. And, yeah, so I think it's going really well. We're really excited for the co-op to open this yeah. just a couple months here, hopefully. Yeah, um, I think I know. Maybe neighbors in both cities, and we're, what a luxury. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. That's and funny. we're going to have our flowers there, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited about. Yeah, the new co-op going up is just buzzing Eau Claire right now. Yeah. Now, so we're getting so close. Yep. Everybody's excited. Yeah. Just have a place to grab quick food that's good downtown. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a big one. That is the, that's the, been the, well. A lot of people are saying, oh, I hear there's going to be a restaurant in there. And we're like, no, 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 no. That's not how it is. <laughs> there's going to be a deli. Yeah. But it's not like a sit-down, full-service restaurant. Like I think it's because they hear what happens in Monomany and they've never been to it. And yeah. They, they think one thing. That's been the most common thing I've heard. Like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a restaurant, right? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> there will be indoor and outdoor seating and a deli. But you got to serve yourself. Sure. Sorry. Sure. We're going we're gonna, to – we can't serve you, but – See, uh... But yeah, very exciting. Yeah, so yeah. why why the expansion into Eau Claire? You know, it kind of really wasn't planned at all. Sure. <laughs> it just sort of happened, as so many things in life do. It was, uh, I, I was friends with Becca Cook, who was the owner of Red's Mercantile, and I had done pop-ups at her shop for various holidays, you know, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever. We'd bring a bunch of flowers over, sell them, 
And then for a little while, we were doing deliveries over there. And um, when Becca decided to close Reds, she called me and she was like, do you want do you want to take this space? And I don't know if you've been in there, but it's this beautiful corner store, mm-hmm. high ceilings, windows galore. It's just got that old funky vibe that is like, I don't, it's just my dream. I was going to say exactly Hyde and Hollow's like yeah, identity. That's what I want. It's like, it's like yeah. yeah. So I, I immediately said no and kind of laughed and then uh, slept on it. And the next morning, both I mentioned it to Chris and I mentioned it to Rowan, my son, and, and both of them were like, you got to do it. And I was like, yeah, I got to do it. Don't I? <laughs> Shoot. Okay, fine. But that's how like almost everything in life happens like that. I say no. And then my family is like, think you could do that oh, i'm like great. okay okay great i'll do that i'll just do it for you and then we do it and it's so far it's worked out very very well for us right? and you said it's primarily a flower shop or like is. At all? well like... it's we have it's very similar in vibe to this one um i would say we do a lot more flower sales out of this menominee store okay. than we do in eau claire up until now i'm hoping that that is gonna keep continue to grow and change but for now it's 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 probably evenly split over there between gift sales and flower sales okay whereas here is a lot more flower sales interesting yeah yeah well yeah you see you know for such a like and again not a flower person uh but like it is amazing how your flowers are for a small store are everywhere in Menominee like which is pretty interesting i'm glad to, to hear that i always see, I always see it i always see it in businesses like and you do a really good job of branding like your stuff so yeah thank like you knows the flowers are from there yeah but like yeah just like in businesses on counters like it's just so common for me to see like a little yeah a little something it's I'm, it's i'm, I'm so happy and it's i feel like they are very noticeable as something they they don't look like your traditional teleflora flowers because they're not that's what i was gonna say too your style is so unique and specific to your shop that i feel like they're very recognizable even if it wasn't in the classic hive and hollow box right you still would uh, i have a lovely arrangement in front of me that's what i'm referencing for you listeners um but yeah i feel like you do such a good job of having such a specific recognizable style and branding yeah thank you i mean we're really trying to do it differently because i've been working in flowers for um like 30 years i'm embarrassed to say (laughs) that ages me but um yeah 30 years i've been doing this wow and so i've seen kind of the the really terrible side of the floral industry Mm -hmm. um that most people have no idea about, you know, you see a beautiful bouquet of roses and you just think it's gorgeous and, and lovely, but there's mm-hmm. so much that's dirty about the flower industry. Like these farms that have been kind of devastated in South and Central America. Mm-hmm. Water is a really big thing. Water resources are really scarce in some of these communities and it's been kind of diverted and used kind of in not very great ways. And um, flowers are fumigated they're not only are they grown with like tons of pesticides and chemicals and stuff but they're fumigated at the border because it's a whole customs coming customs thing interesting yeah so they're covered in like all kinds of terrible things that we don't like to think about so my goal is to be um as different from that as possible so we try really hard to grow as much as we can on our little patch of land and then we source from other local farmers in the area and obviously that has its challenges since we have a short season mm-hmm. <laughs> we yep. are a full-time operational flower shop year round. So that's, that makes it challenging, but we've um, established some really cool relationships with um, fair trade. I have a fair trade rose farm that I get my roses directly from. 
And they so cool. are really, yeah, it feels really good. I've, I've like always loved roses, but I've always felt horrible selling them. Mm -hmm. Be, so, would you like to elaborate on that for people who don't know as much about the industry? Like why would somebody want to pick fair trade roses? Versus... Yeah, for sure. So the, I mean, it's, it's kind of like any massive agricultural scale. Um, just deforestation happens for these farms to come in and grow these, their, their gorgeous roses, but they're just grown really horribly. And the, like I said, the water resources aren't always great. The working conditions for the workers aren't great. Um, just all the things that you see across like big ag in general worldwide. And so when I found this, I, I tried really hard. This was a thing that I'm like deeply proud of because I don't know any other flower shop that does this in the area or really even in the Twin Cities. Um, so we established this relationship and they are a certified B Corp. They've got really great working conditions for their farmers. Um, and I, I'm just, that's just one thing that I'm really, really proud about. So that's yeah. awesome. And yeah. they're beautiful. And I remember when you gorgeous. first got them in They're yeah. huge. They're, they're gorgeous. gorgeous. These guys right here, this is a creme yeah. de la creme and they are just like beautiful. stunning. They open really beautifully and they just keep on going and it's it's also been really nice to see how long they last for us because yeah. normally they get shipped into a wholesaler. They sit in the wholesaler for a couple of weeks. Well, maybe not a couple of weeks, but yeah, it can be up to a couple of weeks. Then finally we get them, process them, put them out for sale. They might be in our cooler for a week before they get to you. Yeah. And then, you know, if you get a week out of it, you're lucky, but these roses just last and last. It's really fun. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then the rest of that arrangement is all locally grown. That's the raspberry foliage on there is from our farm. Wow. Uh, chamomile. Little raspberries. Yeah. <laughs> and the larkspur too. It's all, it's all local. Um, so you grow a lot of the, your own stuff. Yeah. At your house. And every year we're, yeah, mostly we started with just perennials as kind of a way to fill in with foliage and filler flowers and things like that. Um, and that's really fun for me too, because it's all seasonal. So, you know, like in the spring you get the peonies and the columbine and the daffodils and all those things. And then throughout the season, it changes, which is keeps everything fresh for me. You know, like I've worked in more conventional flower shops and it's like, you get your daisies and you get your roses and you get your carnations and you're making the same arrangement over and over yep. yeah. every week. You can order the exact yeah. same arrangement, yeah. all types, of, right. all times of year or whatever, right. but. Right. It's like your homogenized orange juice. <laughs> yeah. So it's just fun. It keeps it, it keeps me feeling fresh and excited about arranging flowers. And, yeah. you know, that's been fun. And we're expanding always at the farm. My husband, Chris, is really into this um, concept of, of Hugel Mounds right now where you we live in a very wooded area and we're always losing trees and trees are rotting on our property and we can't possibly keep up with cutting them and burning them all the time. So he's discovered this um, agricultural practice of you build like a mound with um, these rotting logs and then you cover it with leaves and other kinds of compost and eventually soil and then you plant in it and it increases your, um, what do you, what would I call that? Land coverage? Acreage? Yeah. This is just by a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it makes like little microclimates because like one side's sunnier, one side's a little shadier. Um, so he's really into that. We're building some of those this year. And then next year we'll put a bunch of annuals on that. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Dahlias. We, were, we are growing some zinnias and sunflowers and stuff like that this year. But next year we'll expand our annuals so we can have more stuff going on. And then we also have 
one of my workers, Karis's husband, Jay, is a is a gardener extraordinaire, and he's been growing dahlias for us this summer. Wow. Those look forward. Yep. We've one had of my those favorite types of flowers. Aren't they gorgeous? They're so beautiful. I, know. I love how symmetrical they are. I think that's yeah. why I like them. Yeah. It's like a honeycomb or something. It's just yeah. like incredible. I, the first time I went to Denver, we went to the botanical gardens there and they have a whole dahlias section it's of the amazing. botanical gardens. And I could have spent my whole day just yeah. in that section. There's so many different varieties. So many. Like, dahlias oh as God. big as your head. Yeah. They're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I love them all, though. I don't know. I, I think all flowers are cool. Right. They are pretty beautiful. <laughs> they are. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very convincing, Tessa. Yeah, I know. Um. So you said. Uh. So you said. It, you know, like it's been like a thirty-year journey of doing yeah. this. So how do you get in doing flowers, and what leads you to Hive and Hollow here in Menominee? Um. Yeah. Good question. Okay. So I um. Sum up the last thirty yeah, years. Yeah. Sum life. up. Probably in like two, three, two, three minutes. Okay. Probably. Quick, quick. All right. All right. Uh. Yeah. Went to went to school. Really wanted to be like an art major. Somebody told me that I had to do something practical, so I picked anthropology. Perfect. Super practical. Number one choice. Direct lead into flowers, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, down path. path, right. So I got out of school, and of course, there's no jobs in anthropology. So I right. started working for a real estate company, and I hated that. So I was like, <laughs> I got to do something else. And I had I shopped at a flower shop on um on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, and I got to know the owner. And I said, you know, if you ever want to hire somebody, please let me know, because it's just like more artistic. It's just something that you can be creative in, and that I really was excited about that. So um. Yeah, so she hired me, and then that's the end of the story. We've I've developed some of my closest friends working at that flower shop. One of my business partners, we went on to open our own shop in the cities. That we it was actually just uh, weddings and events that we did. So it was more out of a studio space, but we did that for many many years. Big events, crazy events, wild stuff, um, and that was really fun, but really intense and high stress. And so yeah, when we I, my kids were little at the time and it was just really a lot to manage. And then we ended up moving out here so Chris could teach at Stout. And that, that's how we ended up here. And we happened to have land and we were like, well, let's just grow a bunch of flowers and see what happens. Wow. And then Hive and Hollow was born out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you, I feel like I may, maybe know the story, but I can't recall. How did you end up turning our shed into a flower shop? Um, so yeah, anybody is listening yeah. where Hive and Hollow is in Menominee was just our storage shed at the co-op for years we yeah. kept I mean that room was full yeah that you have I mean and now you've expanded into the middle room of it too which is amazing we just had it full of literally bags of plastic bags recycling, recycling. Yeah. that's where we stored everything in it I still yeah. remember what it looked like before you yeah, transitioned it, not... it it was there was a like a shower and bathroom stall in there or something (laughs) weird it was like i can't remember what it was before that but how did that all yeah how'd you get the idea um or was that crystal let me think about it no it was not it was i think crystal was hiring a baker and i i I asked her for a meeting and she thought i was going to ask to be her baker yeah and I was like, no, I have no, no interest. I'm not a morning person. That's not yeah. Part, yeah, that's, that's not my thing. Yep. Um, I think there were very few spaces available in Menominee at the time. Um, but I and so I knew that that was like kind of unused space. And I thought it would be so lovely to be next to the co-op because I feel like we've got a really great, you know, we share a lot of the same clientele. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so, yeah, I just said, hey, what, what's going on with that building? Do you want to rent it to me? And she's like, yeah, have you seen it? <laughs> she walked me over there. Yeah, we walked over there. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can make this cute. No problem. It's good. Yeah. So we just it's hashed it out from there. And I love being in between the, the co-op and the farmer's market and Wilson Park, the band shell things. It's just, this felt like, you know, ideally, yes, I would have liked to have like a beautiful corner location with high windows and all that stuff like I have in Eau Claire now. Right. But this is just really practical. It's got plenty of room for the walk-in cooler and the rent was pretty reasonable. So I was like, this this seems like it'll work for me. Yeah. Cool. And that we are coming up on our five year anniversary. I was just say it must be well. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. We're gonna have a big celebration on our uh let's see, I think it's October seventh. We're planning a little market out in the parking lot and We'll have it's some of our so featured fun. vendors that we have. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Really cool. Super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than flowers, you also have all sorts of other cool things in your store. Yeah. Did, how did you... I I know you work with a lot of lo- local artists and local people, but you've recently brought in some like vintage oh, yeah. clothing and vintage goods and stuff. Yeah. Has that just been as you find your little niche things that you yeah. love or is it I mean I think I've more? always loved like the vintage everything in our house is vintage or picked up off the curb or yeah. thrift store you know it's it's now Facebook marketplace I guess now that we have social media for that kind of thing but um I yeah it's just always been in my nature to shop resale mm-hmm. and so and I love like searching for those treasures at yard sales, estate sales, yeah, all that stuff. So I love doing that. It's just like what I do for relaxation on the weekends. Right. And I don't have room for all that treasure at my house anymore. In fact, my husband and children are like, no more. Right. <laughs> it's not theirs. house crap. Um, so like, what is it? Yeah. All right. Are you sure? <laughs> I already made one business out of it. What do you yeah, mean? Exactly. Yeah, so it's fun. It's a fun way to sell, you know, keep keep those treasures moving into hands that really want them and keep them out of landfills. So that's that's really fun. Independent makers, yes, we totally we started with mostly just local ones, um, but you know, there's only so many people here, and there's only so many things that people can buy. You know, they, without I didn't want to have the same things that all the other stores in town have, so I really wanted to be. Um, different that way so now we source from independent makers kind of all over mm-hmm. um, as long as it's like a cool little maker and they make cool things that fit our vibe which is very you know nature-based and vintagey and then i'm I'm happy to bring those people in that's awesome yeah yeah that makes sense because yeah your your feel in there feels very like curated for sure like yeah you can tell so yeah that's yeah it's pretty cool i yeah. i love it five yeah. years already i know it's crazy that's crazy it's my favorite place to buy gifts. Oh, that's always my first. That's always place. my first stop if Thank I need. What you. Like, you know, I'm every time I've been there, I'm buying a gift for somebody. But it is a good gift place. There yeah. is just all I don't know. There's something for every type of person you're buying a gift for in there. I feel like I, at least I'm people in my life. That. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and we've got we've expanded now. Speaking, I was you were talking about your son going to kindergarten and. Um, you know, my son Rowan has been an integral part of the business and he's going to college oh in God. like a week. Oh no, I know. And so I'm losing my like check guru and my website builder and all that stuff, but he's done an amazing job of of making it so you can order online. So you can 
we ship our gifts, you know, nationwide and we do all the flowers you can now order for delivery online or pickup that's awesome. or gifts you can order for pickup for people who don't actually get out too much. But yeah, that's going to be wild. It's good. It's like a changing of the guard, not yeah. losing Rowan. Yeah. yeah. Does he do your social media and stuff? He does. Well, okay. Yeah. He, you know, yeah, he really like, I mean, this whole community, for people who don't know the story, I was diagnosed with cancer like nine months after opening oh, Hyman yeah. Hollow. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it was major. Yeah. So like, oh, not only did the community pull me through, but like Rowan building that online store so that people could order that way through COVID. That was just like an incredible, I don't know how we've made it through the last few years. Actually, it's it's kind of a miracle, but I'm very grateful to the community and to Rowan and I'm going to miss him so much. Yeah. I can't believe he's off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so fascinating working at a community-based business for that aspect alone is like, I've worked at the co-op for nine years now, yeah. so I've seen people's families grow and change and move away. I know and more kids and yeah. it's so fascinating to just see people's families change over time and then yeah, yeah all of a sudden they're going to college <laughs> like you were what? dead i know five you were ago. a baby it was like, five minutes ago You're not wrong oh my gosh it's crazy i know i know wow so, yeah. you, so you have the new store in Eau Claire and I know it's newer so mm -hmm. maybe this question's hard but like so what else do you see in like the future of hive and hollow or your business or maybe changes or anything else or is it kind of yeah i don't still know building we, up eau claire a little bit we are still building up but i do feel like we're already like outgrowing our little cooler over there mm -hmm. yeah wow so it's a busy little corner there yeah it is you're in a great great spot like it's a great spot to drive past i always thought that about the about that location yeah i don't I, you know we're we're gonna hopefully do some more signage on the building and get that a little beautification project going over there um more workshops and stuff I think are are definitely happening and we do you know our events are growing crazily just with the summer has been just wild with weddings backed up from COVID and that's so that's a huge part of our business is it keeps us alive over the summer we just do tons and tons of weddings and events and that's that's growing so we will have to make room for that somehow somewhere and I don't know we're gonna we have a, a carriage house that we um you know for all the flowers that we grow on our land and stuff, we're going to maybe have to start turning it, that into more of like a workshop mm -hmm. space and maybe extra cooler space. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah. Anytime, any big events, it takes up a lot of space. Just it sure does. Arrangements once they're put together and then yeah. you have to make sure they're stored safely. So exactly. They're not too, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of extra space. In addition to just the sales right. floor, you need a lot of extra. Yeah. Well, it's good to, to see people are looking to like buy different too, mm -hmm. like to go to an independent, mm -hmm. smaller organization yeah. to get a cool looking, like different, to me, different looking arrangement than you would yeah. get at the main flower, like you said earlier, the main flower places that you kind of get what you're, you kind of understand what you're going to buy because right. you know what a typical mass produced flower arrangement looks like. Right. Or exactly. Plant arrangement looks like. Yeah. Where, I mean, that's another reason why your stuff stands out is because it is just so different. I think. Anyway, coming from again the most average <laughs> eye on the planet for it of where i just see flowers and that's what it is i'm like it's pretty obvious that stuff it's comes different from it is yeah. different mm -hmm. that's cool thanks so the i guess my last question is so and again this was pure ignorance so when it's winter and you're like how, how much does it change to like uh what you're 
planting and growing like obviously everything's seasonal yeah so like what's the what are like the main things that you see like or you sell and stuff in the winter like uh we still do a lot of local greens and twigs so we get like red twig red twig dogwood and then early willow winterberry pussy willow all that kind of stuff comes from a local grower down by pepin um and you know we're, we're still able to get our fair trade roses year round and we can source some other flowers from some other fair trade farms so we do a lot of chrysanthemums and sure. things like that. So it does get a little bit more standard fare throughout the winter, but mm-hmm. you know, we still try to bring in a lot of dried flowers where we can and just kind of keep it as clean as we possibly can. Sure. Yeah. Spruce up the, the more basic stuff, which is always good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, as we always say, it's amazing how fast this goes. Yeah. Uh, so where can everybody find you? What are the plugs? Sure. Uh, so you can find our flowers seven days a week at Menominee Market um, and soon to be Menominee Market in Eau Claire as well. And at our Menominee shop is Hive and Hollow. It's um, 809 Wilson Avenue. <laughs> in, in the parking lot of the co-op. <laughs> yes, basically. Like, that's exactly. Yeah. Across from City It's Hall. very confusing. Yeah. 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 And then the store in Eau Claire is... Uh, 224 North Dewey Street, just up the hill from the local store at Oxbow. Yes. And you can order online all the time at hiveandhollow.earth. Yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. All sorts of little treasures on there. Yeah, so yes. I was just going to say, as Becca said, as we tell down here, it is a great gift spot mm-hmm. if you're looking for cool Including gifts. Including gifts for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Including yeah. gifts for yourself. Mm-hmm. Buy for everyone else and grab something. Exactly. That's right. Lots of new yeah. house plants too. You usually oh, yes. have like, such a cool variety of them. Thank the you. House. Yeah, we've and we've got a plant guru in house now, which I'm really happy about because they were never really my strong suit. But we've got somebody who's really good with the plants now. I'm grateful for her. Sure. <laughs> so. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, it's good. But all right. Uh, so at the end of every podcast, we ask our guests the same two questions. Oh, okay. Uh, so my question is: is uh, what's a movie that you get emotional to? It doesn't. It can be any emotion: happy, sad, mm. afraid, anything. What's, what's a movie that comes to your mind that you like? That? Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Always. I just rewatched Royal Tenenbaums not yeah. long ago. It's a good movie. That is a good movie. Two good ones in a row. I haven't even heard of that one. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, you should watch Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. I'm really going to need you to make me a movie list I know. because I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I think <laughs> he, like his gift with the music is so, like, yeah. that music just pulls the emotion out of you. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good choice. Um, my question is, what good food have you eaten lately? Mm. I went okay so this isn't really very recently but I went to New Orleans mm-hmm. over the last winter and I had breakfast at this cafe and there was something called the crispy rice salad on the menu and I've Yum. never I think about it to this day I sent a picture and the ingredients to the chef Stacy I was like, can you please recreate this? <laughs> it was amazing. I can't, I don't know, fish sauce maybe was involved, fresh vegetables, this crispy rice. Like, I I can't even tell you what was in it, but it was yeah. amazing. So good. <laughs> That's a great answer. I was just going to say, is it Stacey? Has she made, Not yet. She hasn't figured Not, it out yet. Are you listening, Yeah, Stacey. Stacey. <laughs> so Stacey, was on, she was a guest on this, so we will, uh, we'll have to, <laughs> to say, we'll have to yell at her for it. Yeah, get her to. Get it going. Crispy rice salad. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
talk about her all the time. Yeah. <laughs> her food comes up enough on this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet with that question. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And because I want her to be my personal chef. Right. Like, I, can you please just cook all of my meals? Me those for noodles me? all the time. No, mm. everything she's ever made. And also, she's the, she is the only chef that I have found in my adult life that I will try anything she makes. Like, even weird, like, quote unquote, weird sure. ingredients Absolutely. to me. If Stacy cooked it, I will try it. Yes, hundred percent. That is so not good. like I I love food, but there's usually some things that I'm like, well, I don't know, that doesn't sound that good. <laughs> but like if Stacy was involved, sold, I have to try it. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's probably the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Like every other time. For anyone listening, go back and listen to our episode with Stacy and Ryan from Brewery Nonic. They talk all about it. So. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So fun. It was a good one. Yeah. All right. All right. We well, should thanks. probably wrap it up. Thanks, our producer is gonna just. All right unplug our microphones pretty soon probably <laughs> thank you so much for nice having me guys thank you so much for being on our show um yeah go visit one of the two hive and hollow locations you can follow our show at the manam pod on social media the for um our website if you want to go i don't know look at a picture of us i guess there's not a whole lot on there um or sponsor our show i guess you can do that too that would be very lovely of you we are your independent Menominee podcast just doing this out of the kindness of our hearts (laughs) until next time though. We'll see you later.